Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, Sean Gaby here with the Supernatural Leadership Podcast, talking about the difference between principle-led leadership and presence-led leadership. We all have a leader within. Why not make that leader a little more supernatural? Enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership Podcast episode. My name is Sean Gaby. Thank you so much for stopping by. Don't forget to rate, review, and if you haven't already, subscribe and share it with your friends. Remember, everyone has a leader within, so why not make that leader a little more supernatural? Today, we have very special guests, people that are very important to my wife and I have been journeying with us for the last... I'd say almost four years now and have had an incredible impact on our journey, both as as a married couple, but also as parents, as leaders and just helping us even just have better relationships. They have been uh, with us, journeying with us this journey, and it's been incredible. And we're so thankful for them. They are based out of Nashville and their names are Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hill. And before I bring them on, I'm just going to read um, their bio to intro them to you. Now, we've had them on our podcast in the past. I had at uh, one point, you may have heard it. I had Dr. Hill as well as Phyllis and his daughter, Echo, their daughter, Echo. And we've also had Dr. Glenn on, uh, I think, about a year and a half ago. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. Very foundational. Definitely will open the door to a whole new journey in your 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 ability to relate and have healthy emotional not only marriage relationships but relationships in general so go back and listen to it but today's going to be different we're going to dive into some new stuff and super excited about that so without further ado i'm going to read their bio and then bring them on dr glenn hill is a marriage and family therapist clinical sexologist connection codes coach and author with a private practice in nashville tennessee he considers his greatest credential to be his 39-year marriage with Phyllis, and I'd absolutely agree that is a great credential. He enjoys doing absolutely anything with her, especially traveling and spending time with her, their family, and their family of 20. Big, big family. Phyllis Hill is an entrepreneur, connection codes coach, and the engine that keeps everything running. She enjoys the partnership and adventures she and Glenn share and loves being honey to their 10 grandchildren. I love that. The pain of their early married years, along with decades of research and experience, led the Hills to the founding of the Connection Codes. They counsel couples, families, individuals, churches, and businesses in building deep connection. They are passionate about the Connection Codes because of the effect on their relationship, as well as seeing the effect for countless others. It is the Hills' mission to take the Connection Codes to everyone on the planet powerful bio welcome dr glenn and phyllis hill thank you so much for coming yeah hello john hello world wow thanks for having us you know in reading that bio i think about just when you run a company uh it's a people business Mm -hmm. you've got people in your company and i learned that through uh many years of running a company and just realized that uh even with clients they're people and you've got to make space for the people that you're working with. And whether you own a company or work in a business or you are in a church leadership to realize that the human side of everything is what we need to tune into. And 
Yes, connection codes grew out of our marriage and actually the pain of our marriage. But as we saw this play out in other relationships, we realized, my goodness, this is the human condition. And, and I love that about the science behind mm. connection codes, because I think there's a lot of theories out there. There's definitely a lot of suggestions. Um, if you're a business owner, there's a ton mm. of great uh, business advice that you can be given on how to market better, how to have a better product. But rarely do people really mm. talk about the, um, the right. human condition and how we interact with each other. Yeah. And I love that so much just about all of this. And matter of fact, Sean, for your listeners today, we have created a three-part series. So if you go to connectioncodes.co forward slash break, B-R-E-A-K, you'll be able to join in and have and watch that three-part series, which really unpacks a whole lot of the connection codes. And I know we're limited today with that. So we wanted to have this for you um, specifically that are tuning in to this podcast. That's awesome. And we'll put the link in uh, the description below. And like you said, it's called breaking the cycle of frustration in your relationship. And I think there's so many people out there, leaders, especially high capacity leaders, let's call them a type level driven, you know, have a a grace for a lot. Mm. You know, I think if if we can get so caught up in busyness, so caught up in measuring success in what we do, like you said, growing our product, doing better at whatever it is our hands are connected to and Mm. forget that for all those things to be long lasting, we need healthy relationships. We need Mm. healthy marriages. We need, and I mean, you know, this, you guys are counselors. You see it all the time. So many leaders are falling apart in what they do in business, in what they do in ministry, because their relationships are not intact. I know for me, like it is very hard for me if I feel like my wife and I have a tense moment Mm. or our intention in any area of life to just pretend like it's all okay. It's Mm. it's hard. It affects every area of life, affects parenting, everything. And so this is huge. This is needed discussion. Yeah, Yeah, we have so much research now about how ineffective people are when they're not connected in in any relationship, but in their home environment. Uh, And I remember years ago, I mean, the first 10 years of our marriage was horrific. The second 10 years wasn't great, but we started figuring a few things out. And when I was at odds with Phyllis, I was so ineffective uh, in the workplace. And I ran a company for a good number of years. And if I'm not at peace with her, if I'm not connected to her, uh, and our research tells us is probably somewhere less than 40% uh, just as far as our effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I read a research project recently and said, we should just have people come to work at one in the afternoon and work from one to five because that's all they're getting done anyway. So wow. they might as well stay at home uh, in the morning and get their home life uh, you know, worked out. And then they'll be so much more effective from one to five, they'll accomplish the same amount of stuff. I also want to make it abundantly clear to your listeners that I'm the educated one. Phyllis is the smart one. Uh, I'm a marriage therapist. So all of the connection goes grew out of marriage, our marriage, our struggle, our pain, our defeat, but then also my private practice. And Phyllis was the one, as was virtually always the case, where she figured out, wait a minute. Yeah, this applies to marriage, but this is just the human condition. This applies to clients. It applies to employees. It applies to everybody, it applies to children, uh, you know, it's beautifully applied in a, a parenting 
uh, scenario. So it's just the end. You know, once you told me that, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of already figured that. I just hadn't verbalized it yet. Um, but we realized that is true. It's just every human interaction, every human uh, relationship. It doesn't matter what it is, even though it grew out of marriage, but it's just the human condition in general. Absolutely. And I, you know, I've learned so much from you guys over the years mm. and talking with you every time you, you say anything, I, I, I recall moments that we've had conversations about some of the things that you're talking about. In fact, those of you that don't know Dr. Glenn, don't know Dr. Glenn. He's one of the most witty, honest, sweet <laughs> people that I know. I mean, you should have a, a joke book called Dr. Glenn. I have been trying sarcastic, to convince, sarcastic I've been trying to convince jokes. of that for years, how funny I am. I feel like I'm close to convincing her. She's, she's every, almost persuaded. Every time we meet, I feel like you you almost make a joke at my inability to see your sarcasm. You're, you're wow. like wait, you're waiting for the the reaction, but but no, you're you're really you're funny. You're incredibly funny, and um, I just so respect both of you on a very large scale. So tell us about what's happening right now. You know, I know that you just met with uh, a massive spiritually uh, powerful global movement that is changing the world. And you met with a lot of their people and a lot of mm -hmm. their staff and a lot of their uh, workers that are connected to this mm -hmm. movement. And like, what kind of stuff are you seeing right now in your practice? Well, it's interesting, um, Sean, just in that idea of, I think when you are in leadership, especially in a, in a global movement or even a significant sized church, there is time where your identity and this is part of what we teach with the connection codes and and that you are constantly being given um accolades and it's so easy to feel that in that particular environment you really are incredibly respected um and and it's kind of for those that don't know the connection codes, this piece may be a little bit confusing because mm. I think we have connected our identity simply with with Jesus, our identity in Christ, instead of realizing we also have identity with each other mm. and that that is, is like the number one fundamental human need right. is is that identity and often in our marriages or our home life we we are lacking there hmm. and yet when we go out we go to business we go to our work or we go to you know a conference in a, in our church environment and people respect who we are that feels so good hmm. and that is like feeding us on our identity piece right. and then we go back to our family we hmm. go back home and that's kind of where the reality sets in hmm. You know, depending on, you know, within your family, it's like your kids don't put you on that same pedestal. Your spouse yeah. does not put you on that same pedestal. And and it's more the everyday stuff. We have to kind of come back down and realize, oh, these are the relationships that are actually the most important relationships yeah. in our life. So how in the world can we get along? And sometimes in that identity piece, your family that's left behind, your kids, your spouse, they're not getting all those accolades. They're mm. not getting fed in that identity yeah. piece. And so they're really lacking. And you come yeah. home excited and you are just ready to like, yeah. you're kind of floating on yeah. a cloud, but that's not where your spouse is. And that's not where your children are. And right. so it's such a huge piece of the connection codes is to understand right 
all of these aspects of the human nature. And then you're realizing, wow, my kids really need me to tune into mm. their needs. My spouse mm. really needs me to tune in to what's happening for, for my spouse. And, you know, I think that's true even in business. Like we mm. can be incredibly Absolutely. successful yeah. as an entrepreneur, as a, but if we're not tuning in to the people that work for us, eventually things start to fall apart. And I, you mentioned it just a second ago, Sean, as far as there's a lot, even in, I mean, right now, I mean, you even can read about great leaders that have really fallen mm. and what an incredible impact that has on our whole church community. Mm. And you realize, okay, what happened there? And if yeah. you boil it down to just the realization of how uh, we need better tools, we don't need better intentions. We need better tools to be able to, to really understand our spouse and our children and to build a really strong family. Yeah, unit. because nobody starts out, whether it's marriage, with children, with a business, with a church, nobody starts out not intending for this to be great. Right. Uh, everybody in every setting, I've never been to a wedding where it's like, like yeah, we'll, we'll like each other for six months, maybe two years, and then we'll dissipate into some level of blondness. I've never seen that. I've never seen <laughs> new parents say, we're going to love this little one for a while. And then at some point we'll just be totally disconnected. You know, we've never seen somebody start a business and say, I'm going to have a great business, but then it's going to become this toxic work environment where, you know, I hate everybody that works for me and they all hate me. I've never heard that. Nobody starts out that way. We all have great intentions. Mm. As Phyllis said, we just don't have the right tools and we don't understand. And that's part of the power and the beauty of the connection codes is it is so simple, not necessarily easy, but very simple and very implementable once you get the fundamentals of this. And humans are designed, now Phyllis and I are faith-based, uh, the connection codes apply whether somebody's faith-based or not, but we're faith-based and we believe God designed us this way. We're designed to connect in relationship, again, any uh, relationship. And once people get that, it makes it, I, I look at our relationship now, we uh, are at 40 years of, of marriage and we're startled every day now because we remember the pain of the first years and we look at each other literally every day like, dang, this, this is fun, this is amazing. And we occasionally have tense moments, but even our tense moments usually take 30 seconds or less. And if you told me 25 years ago that was possible, I probably would have punched you because uh, I would have thought you were making fun of me. Because right. our yeah. tense moments took three to six weeks to process through. And Which now most literally people. we do it. Yeah. Which so is fast. most people. I mean, they, they don't yeah. talk for, for days after they have a tense moment. You call yeah. it a disconnect. Yeah. I've mm -hmm. always appreciated the language you've used around like, mm -hmm. we, you know, you, you say stuff like in your private practice, like, oh, Phyllis and I had a disconnect. You know, we, right. most people call that a fight or whatever, but you, it's yeah. true. It's like, because all those things create a disconnection and your whole yeah. mo is to create connection and so you yeah. really you know when you have a disconnect when you know you're destined for connection yeah. but just to go back to the family piece and the identity piece i think it's strange to me that so many people think it's so controversial that when you separate your identity with christ mm. and this identity that you have with what you do i mean it's a reality it's a common sense reality that shouldn't be so controversial. Yes, we know we have identity in Christ that we're identified yeah. uh, as a son, as a daughter, as part of the family of God. We have that connection. Yeah. But there is that element of 
and maybe it's language. I don't know. Maybe it's semantics. I mean, you're the doctor, but you could almost word it like value. We find value yeah, in our the, the horizontal relationships that we have. Yes, we know that we're valued by God. That's our absolutely. vertical relationship. But there is an element where we're created for people. We're created to be in community with people, whether that community is part of your job, your mm-hmm. your career, your vocation. Like, And it's so often that we forget that that is – not as important as the relationships that we have within family, within marriage. But I think we forget that and Mm -hmm. we find that identity in work. And this pandemic has magnified. I know for many people, at least for me on many levels too, like not, you know, everything that I've done for my whole like vocational career shifted in 2020 in a radical way. And a lot of what I found maybe value in or worth in or felt good about because it was my flow, my rhythm of life was stripped away mm-hmm. and not because I wanted it to be stripped away, not because I did anything stupid to have it stripped right. away, which happens right. to some people, but because yeah. of what the government did, what, what people did, what the lawmakers yeah. did kind of put a stop to so many things. Right. People went bankrupt, yeah. people lost their business. And then now the real relational health was magnified in the home because now we don't have that. So what do we have? Well, we have a cracked foundation. We have a cracked relationship. We have a cracked family dynamic. I have no worth here. No fa- And then people get divorced. People lose family. Like, can you speak to that a little bit? I know I did ask you, I want, I, want, I do want you, I want to circle back to what we talked about, about, you know, the impact that, that you're having within that movement that you just were able to speak into and here's some of what's happening, what was revealed in that. But just speak to that a little bit, that what this pandemic has really revealed in the last mm. season. Hey, everyone, before we continue on with this interview, I have some exciting news to share with you. The Supernatural Leadership School is now live. The platform has been launched with our very first e-course called the Voice of God module. I would encourage you head over to SupernaturalLeadership.com and sign up today and begin a brand new supernatural leadership journey. Well, I think that, you know, it all almost ties together, both in what we just, part of the reason why we were asked to come and speak to these world leaders is because there is an alarm Mm. going off saying, if we don't get our marriages to get put together strong marriages within our leaders, it is, it trickles down. I mean, and, and I think that we are, you know, we've, we've got, we've been through a pandemic that had to do with a virus. Now I think people are seeing that we're in a mental health pandemic and this is affecting our family units. This is affecting us. And I think as, as spiritual leaders of communities, it's like, we need better tools. We need better tools. How do we deal with the trauma that is going on everywhere? You know, you mentioned people losing their businesses, going bankrupt. There is so much of that. And we were just um, in another situation this weekend where it was, we were talking about how the suicide rate mm. has just skyrocketed. Yeah. And we as believers are not exempt from that. Mm. And, and we have, you know, the realization is we've got to have tools to really see and help people through a tremendous loss of the last two years. And yes, you know, the, the family unit, you 
kind of go, okay, I may be out there as a spiritual leader taking care of everyone else and mm. not taking care mm. of my family, right. not taking right. care of my spouse, right. my children. And we can't miss that anymore. We just can't. And, and I think that this, you know, the situation we've gotten to be a part of just most recently, I think is a realization of that all over the globe. I mean, mm. these were leaders that were coming in from all over the world mm. and it's just saying, Hey, we want to take care of your marriage. Yeah and your family, because that's where it starts. And, you know, yeah. it bleeds from there. Like if we can't, we can't lead where we don't go. We can't teach what we don't know. Hmm. And so you've got to have the right tools within your own marriage, with your own family, with your own children, hmm. to be able to have those tools to be able to pass on. And, you know, I think one of the burdens of being uh, even a spiritual leader that we've been taught is that we're supposed to solve everyone's mm. problems and be perfect. Oh yeah. yes. Be perfect yeah. and solve everyone's problems. Mm. That is absolutely exhausting. And, and Papa God never meant yeah. for us to yeah. be responsible for everyone's problems. Mm. And, you know, that is such a heavy burden to bear and, you know, to realize, and that's part of the connection codes is that when we can show up for each other and I can make space for the yeah. fact that you're really sad today, but I don't have to solve your sad. Mm -hmm. I can just show up and make space for that sad. That's really huge. Yeah. Well, and some of that's just fundamental science. And there's so much of the connection codes that, that for us, certainly, and for so many people, when they get it, they suddenly get it and they're like, oh, well, duh, that's obvious. And part of the science is simply the limbic and this is true for every human on the planet the limbic system engages before the cortex is due the limbic system is what is kind of the central command center of emotion the cortexes are where thought reason logic occur when the limbic system is flooded the cortexes are either they're blocked either totally or partially and we're dumber versions of ourselves not because we're dumb but because the limbic system is flooded and that's just the human condition and nobody gets to opt out of that. That's how, and we've all heard, most of us have said at some point, you know, oh, I was so upset. I couldn't think straight. That's scientifically correct. That's exactly what happens. My limbic system gets flooded. I can't think straight. I'm a dumber version of myself. I'm operating at whatever 30, 35% capacity and I'm not as effective. I'm not as efficient. I'm not as productive. Uh, I'm just a denser version of myself, not because I'm stupid, but because I'm so flooded. And there's nothing worse on the planet than bad marriage. And when I'm at odds with Phyllis, I look just ridiculous. I am so stunted. And if you were watching me, you'd go, that guy's an idiot. He can barely function. Well, it's true because my limbic system is so flooded. I can't think straight and I look dumb. I look ridiculous. You know, when I'm on point with her, and that's true with, with people in the work environment as well. You have some big conflict, again, whether it's a boss, a client, a, a fellow employee, it doesn't matter who it is, and you have a huge conflict, the limbic system gets flooded, you don't know how to process that, and over the next 10 minutes, 30 minutes, hour and a half, you're going to function as a dumber version of yourself. Again, not because you're dumb, but because your limbic system is flooded. That's powerful. I, I, I love one of the things I love about you both is that you're very authentic mm, cool. and you know, you, you're not shy to share your journey. You're not mm -hmm. shy to share 
your experience or your disconnect moments. And you mentioned it earlier that you lived for 10 years disconnected and, and then the next 10 years were not so good, but they were better yeah. that it would take you like weeks to reconnect after yeah. a moment. And now yeah. it, it's, you can still have those disconnect moments, but you have the yeah. tools to get you back on track and uh, on track. And so, you know, it's cool for me. And I think for all the listeners to hear that here are these amazing, you know, world changing counselors, you know, they, they have this amazing relationship, but they still have moments and they're not perfect either. And they still have to, and, you know, as a counselor, you probably go into moments where you feel like you had a rough day, maybe a little bit of a disconnect, haven't had the time maybe to kind of have a reconnect moment because you're in the busyness of the day. And you have to go in your own mind and feel like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a plan that after this counseling session, I'm going to go talk to my wife because every, I think everyone needs to hear that it still happens with you guys. Yeah. It still happens. And so, you know, what, what are some of the tools that you would give listeners in the midst of busyness? Okay. So let's talk about the CEO or the person that's managing a crazy amount of stress. They have a family. They want to stay connected to their wife. You know, they have this pressure of, of feeling like they have to be everything, all things together. Things might feel like it's just it's too yeah. hard. How do you find time in the busyness of your schedule yeah. to keep yeah, connection? Well, that's a great question. Uh, a couple of things real quickly, and, and these are not scientific uh, definitions, but, you know, we view a disconnect as a, a time where we just don't even want to be around each other. Well, the last five years, we've had three or four disconnects a year. And we used to have three or four disconnects before breakfast. So it really just stuns <laughs> us. I mean, we're like, is this real? Is this, is this a thing? I didn't know this was possible. Our tense moments, and again, there's no scientific definition of it, but our tense moments is you know, when we just feel some tension between us. We're not really disconnected. It's just tense. The vast majority of our tense moments are worked out in 30 seconds or less, which blows my mind that that's even a thing, that that's uh, possible. Uh, we had a disconnect. Uh, I think it was what's today. Nobody knows. Anyway, a few days ago, um, we were we were eight, we were eight minutes away from doing an international interview that was going to be translated into Spanish uh, during the interview. So we'd never done quite that exact setup before, and uh, we were eight minutes from it. And Phyllis and I had a tense moment, and I completely forgot the connection codes, <laughs> which I always think, "What's the matter with me? Come on, Glenn, you dummy." Um, and probably part of why what caused me to forget is I was getting hit with fear because we're eight minutes away from this big, big uh, interview. And so we just had this tense moment and we got stuck in it. And we're probably two minutes, three minutes into it. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, wait, wait, the connection goes. I remember uh, hearing about that. Um, and I we apply the tools and it works. And I'm just mm -hmm. stunned by that. So the tools apply just as much to us where we always say we're just pilgrims on the journey we're probably a little bit further down the trail than uh, many people but when we use the connection codes tools it works when we don't it doesn't and it doesn't matter that we're the founders of the connection codes uh, and we're very much the founders not the creators again we're faith-based we believe god set us up this way you know we don't breathe oxygen because we decided to we breathe oxygen because we're coded that way god established that that was uh, has always been true for humans and the connection codes are the human condition that was true long before we uh, came along. We just swept it into a pile and put a label on it. But it's just amazing to me the beauty of it that when we use the connection codes tools, we connect. When we don't, we miss each other. 
And that's just as true for this relationship as any other relationship on the planet. And so for all those listening and wondering, okay, what are these tools? We're going to give you a link in the description and you can sign up for their three part free course that will introduce you to some of these foundations that we're talking about, because you really do need these tools. And I would encourage you, give it a chance, give it a chance and see what it does for not just your marriage relationship. You may be listening, you're single, you don't have a relationship. This is going to impact your leadership, your friendships, lots of other areas of your life, even for the parents out there, powerful tools for parenting, like, like really powerful for my kids. Like I still, with my kids, always ask them, what they're feeling, how they're feeling, what emotion are they sensing right now or feeling right now? Do they feel sad? Like, and helping my kids process their emotion consistently just creates healthy kids. And I think my kids out of a lot of kids that I've encountered, like really have a healthy emotional EQ because of that. And so that's because of the tools that, you know, you guys offer and that I would encourage everyone else to like really hear and listen to, but I love this. I, you know, I can't wait. Uh, we're definitely going to do an episode where we dive into the sex part of your practice, because yeah, yeah. like you've said, you're faith-based and you're a, you're a PhD clinical sexologist and you're just not, there's not many like you out there. And, you know, whenever, um, when I tell people that are maybe not doing well in their marriage that they're looking for sort of help, let's say they want help for me. I usually first, my first response is you need to see Dr. Glenn and Phyllis because it's honestly a better investment than a date night. If you're going through something, yeah. it's a better investment than a date night. And so, but, but part of the reason why I think you guys are the full package and I would recommend anybody seeing you is because you really have like the full package to offer. Yeah. There's so many, I don't know any other faith-based sexologist out there. I know that for my wife and I, there's nobody on the planet that knows mm. Michelle and I more deeply than you because, because of, of your just who you are, but also because yeah. of what you do. It's absolutely yeah. incredible. So just as we wrap up here, I want to encourage uh, everyone to just, like I said, connect with Dr. Glenn and Phyllis, click the link in the bio. Yeah. But give us give us some, if you can, some takeaways from this conversation of how we can practically apply some of the things that we just addressed briefly. I know they're going to get more of this in the, you know, the three-part course, but yeah. give us something to do in the next seven days. Like, what can we do as leaders in the next seven yeah. days? Well, let me just say real quickly, because you brought up sex, uh, which is, I love talking about sex. I have the greatest degree in the world. I have to get to talk <laughs> about sex all the time, but... Uh, I do want couples to know this. Uh, you know, we start with deep emotional connection because mm-hmm. dynamic sexual connection is built on top of and grows out uh, of deep emotional connection. But once you establish that that deep emotional safety, that mm-hmm. deep emotional connection, and you add dynamic sexual connection on top of it, it gets slightly illegal. It's just stunning to me the beauty of it. And again, we're faith-based. I believe God designed all this. Uh, we're living now, we're mesmerized every day. I'm 60 years old. Uh, our culture kind of says, oh, you know, those old people, they're past this. We're starting to get good at it. And, you know, our dream is that we raise a whole generation of people that are deeply, uh, you know, emotionally connected and they're able to build dynamic sexual connection mm-hmm. on top of that. They don't have to go through the pain and the, uh, the defeat, the agonizing torture that we did. You just don't have to. And anytime two people 
live in close proximity together, they're going to step on each other's toes, but they don't have to live in the, just the intense pain, the wounding, the trauma, you know, that we experienced together for such a long time. So big takeaways from today. Well, I do want to mention, Sean, I mean, you know, we do say the word tools and people go, okay, Mm -hmm. well, give us something Mm -hmm. like what, what, you know, that sounds good, but what is anything? So I do want to give you a takeaway tool that uh, transformed for me so much of our marriage. Uh, I married a scientist, you know, be 40 years this July. And he always was the why guy. Mm. Why did you do that? Why, you know, why did you say that? And I never knew the answer to why it caused, I would panic. And we have learned now through lots and lots of research and many, many decades of this is that why works great in science, but Mm. it doesn't work relationally. And if one thing in the next seven days that you could change is Mm. take the why out of the conversation in your Mm. relationships and put the word what happens into your conversation. And this is so incredible because even Glenn mentioning the the few minutes there of tension that we had right before the the big uh, interview is for him to tune into me and go, babe, what's happening? Which or I for me, totally missed, totally missed, <laughs> yeah. totally forgot the connection codes. Like, duh. Yeah. And same <laughs> for me, for me to have tuned in and been like, whoa, what's happening with you? I would have heard his fear. Mm. If he had tuned into me, he would have heard my shame. And instead, we both mm. missed each other, but mm. we just barely missed each other. But it's such a yucky mm. feeling yeah. when you have those moments in your relationships. And the, the, what happens tunes you in. It's incredible when you say to someone, whether it's your spouse or your children or your friends, Hey, what's happening, you know? And so practically someone comes to you, let's say it's just a friend and they say, Oh man, I'm so stressed out. You can go, Oh, why, why are you so stressed out? Well, then they feel like they have to answer in a way that's acceptable to Mm -hmm. your judgment, where if you go, Oh man, what's happening with stressed out? Well, then you've just opened the door. You're, you're, there's no judgment on it. You just want to lean in and hear what's happening with this person. Yeah. Wow. And we so, always so, say that why is an accusation. What happens is an invitation. Why indicts. What happens invites. I love you're just that. inviting that person out. Uh, and I, lo- you're just I love be that. Safe for them. I love that. I know that we're near the end, but I, I want to ask this one question. I hear people's thoughts probably right now. Well, what if one party in the relationship mm. wants to do that, but the other party isn't willing to process their emotion? What do you do? Yeah. yeah. Well, it is amazing. We have seen this now played out mm. so often that if one of the two changes, it actually changes the overall atmosphere mm. of your family, your workspace, your, your, mm. even your church, where if you're the only one, that's okay. Because you actually then tune into yourself differently, Mm. you learn yourself differently, and you're also just making space for people to be human Mm. all around you, but you're reacting Mm. differently. And that's the power of the Connection Codes tools is it will change your life. And sure, if you're in partnership where both are doing it, that's amazing. Yeah, There's no question that that's better. I mean, if we get to vote, I'll vote for that every day. Yeah. Uh, but actually the power of the connection goes again, just because it's based on the human condition, just me. And I do it with total strangers. I do it with people I meet because it's the human condition. I, you know, it's not some philosophy or theory that we just came up with one weekend around a campfire. 
this is the human condition. And so it's powerful and effective just for my sake. Mm -hmm. uh, now, again, uh, Dancing with Phyllis is, makes it awesome, the fact that both of us are focused on this, but it's true in any interaction, any relationship. Absolutely. I mean, I know for me, um, you know, in applying these tools with people that don't know the connection codes, that don't know, like, what I'm doing, because you know, when you do it with other people that have done your courses, it's a lot different. There's like an acknowledgement. There's like a, a presentness in the conversation where they're present with you and they can, they can journey the journey that you've taught us the journey. But I know that like for me now, I'm actually more able to do it with people mm. that have never have no concept for the connection codes, just simply because I'm used to just mm -hmm. saying it out. Yeah. You know, like if I'm going through something or if I could be meeting somebody that I don't even really know very well, yeah. like, yeah, I feel a little bit of fear in this, or I feel sad about this, or I'm just a lot more, a I'm, I'm more able to communicate in, in language, at least Because before it would be communicated in different language. Like it wouldn't come out clear. Yeah. I wouldn't be connecting with the individual. As yeah. you know, in my language, I was still processing at some level, yeah. but not connecting in my processing. Right. Yeah. But now I'm actually just because you've given us the tools and mm. the way the language, because there's a language to it that I do, mm -hmm. I think does help shape and frame our ability to be connected. There's power mm -hmm. in our words and, and yeah. how we use words. And yeah. you're, you're a wordsmith. And so, you know, this, and, mm -hmm. and so I, I, yeah, I, I want to encourage, like I said, everybody to jump on this free three part, uh, break the cycle of frustration in your relationship. Like I said, it applies to every area, parenting, leadership, mm -hmm. relationships in general, get this. This is an on-road into going deeper. And they have even what they call late night courses, which is all mm -hmm. about sexual dynamics, sexual relationship mm -hmm. that of course you want to build on top of healthy emotional relationship. Right. And that's coming out soon, right? I'm excited for that. You're doing a new course on that. And I know you've done the, the online stuff. We've hosted it with you. But now you're you're doing some new stuff and you're going to be launching it yeah. soon. So we'll have you back on and talk about that as well. But thank you so much, Dr. Glenn and Phyllis. It. You guys are amazing. And uh, we're just so thankful for your investment in our lives, in my life personally, but our, our marriage and yeah. all that mm -hmm. we are doing. We love you so much. Thank you for so, so much for coming on. Yes. Yeah. Thank, you, thank Sean. you, Sean. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much to all the listeners out there. Once again, you're listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Remember, everyone has a leader within, so why not make that leader a little more supernatural? We'll see you next time. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost, and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.